from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. 888-825-5225. You're one call away from some hope. Uh, We're going to be honest with you. We're going to have some fun as well. Speaking of fun, uh, the incomparable, the combustible Jade Warshaw uh, combustible. Uh, you can be combustible in a good way. You're right. kind of like um, catching B- fire. Bombastic. You're like the, the 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 star of the movie uh, 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 Hunger Games. Uh, oh, thank you, Katniss. Thank you. You've got you've got that. You remember who her costume designer was? Listen, that's better. That's better than you know Mr. Who Bombastic. Who was her who? costume designer? I don't know, Ken. The one, the only. Speaking of incomparable, Lenny Kravitz. I did not know that. Lenny Kravitz played her costume designer and designed the combustible costume. Good to know. But that's just speaking to to your charisma and enthusiasm, which I enjoy. It is infectious. We're here together. I'm Ken Coleman. I don't know that I mentioned that. She's Jade Warshaw. And and speaking of combustible. Yes. um, You you and your amazing social media specialist uh, have come up with some fun clips recently of the two of us. And I feel like I'm just... I feel like I'm next to one of the big shots. Like I'm just one of the Supremes next to the star, you know? I don't know. But okay. it's been fun. It has been fun. And there have been several. So one of them, you tell me, has uh, garnered quite the uh, reaction. And dare I say, is there an overwhelming amount of criticism for you? Uh, I don't know that I would call it overwhelming. What were you saying? What were you saying to me? Okay, so in Set the clip, here's what, I, in the cl- here's what I want you guys to know. We post these clips from the show on our social media, and we, like, we're on social media. Like, we're watching it. Yeah. We're reading the comments. So, yeah. you know, we posted today a clip, and let's just play it so you guys can oh, see it. okay, here we go. If you have time to watch Netflix, you have time to get a side hustle. Uh-oh. Let me just say it like that. Why'd you have to go and do that? I'm just saying. Making us all feel guilty for sitting there and watching some I'm Netflix. just saying do something during that time I have a buddy that I follow online and she does the surveys oh you yeah. know you can do the surveys yeah. and it's like there there is always something you can do to make money even if it's a little bit there's yeah. always something you can do with that extra mm-hmm. 30 minutes here and 40 minutes there <laughs> okay so there you have it. so I'm clearly being facetious I agree with you get after it you shouldn't be watching Netflix if you're broke yeah but, but folks people are saying are, different they're giving us some grief uh, yeah somebody said while it makes sense let's not underestimate the value of rest some hobbies and doing something that also makes you happy listen yeah but not not now like you got to get out of debt first like you got to earn your mm-hmm. rest like, you rest when you sleep yeah like it, it says let no what is that what does the scripture say no sleep to your to your eyes yeah. no slumber yeah. deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter like yeah. and i know that's not exactly literal but there is a piece to when you're getting out of debt you have to be willing to sacrifice and do things that right. people who aren't in debt don't have to do. Like, Which is me. I can watch Netflix tonight. You right. know why? Because I'm not broke. I do think that there's something to be said for working to the point of... a couple of, of good shows I'm into right now. Listen. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm over in my Kid own is in a reverie. Loop. I was just thinking about, what do I got in the queue tonight? <laughs> But but you make a very good point though. What you were saying in this clip is you don't need to be watching Netflix. You need to be working until it's no. time to fall into the bed because you're exhausted. And we all say yeah, that you know we all say we don't have time. Oh, I, I would do it if I had time. And I'm like, listen, you go and do a time audit and see where your time is being spent. And Ouch. I bet you. Ouch. And when I say time audit, everybody should do this practice a couple times a year. 
really journal out what you're doing from sunup to sundown yeah. all the time. What time you woke up, what you did after that, what you did after that, and really start seeing where your time is going. And I think that you'll be shocked at how much time you can find mm -hmm. throughout the day. And because here's the thing, it might not be in big blocks and you might learn like, listen, I need to scoot my day around so that I can create blocks mm. of time. Mm. Or you might realize, listen, I'm, I could wake up an hour and a half earlier or yeah. I could go, you know, I could stay up or like there, stay up later. There's things that you can do. And uh, I don't want to create excuses and reasons why I can't get where I need to go. Cause yeah. ultimately and I get, don't get me wrong, rest is important. I get it. But here, we're trying to motivate your butt to get out of debt. So that when I'm true. telling you to to go pick up jobs, don't come at me with like, but Jade, we need to rest. You'll have time to rest. What else are they saying? Is well, there anything let's else see, in there? Let's see a little bit more. I'd like to know some more This person comments. said, why did you have to go and say that, Jade? Um, this yeah. person said, rest and live within your means. And I'm like, I'm talking to folks who are trying to get out of debt. Now, what I like is what Julie9658 said. She said, oh. all right, Jade, I needed this. I hear you. Deleting Netflix. That's the kind of energy I'm wow. rocking with. Julie9568. Thank that you. One very literally. I need yeah. the person who looks at it and says, oh, this person is giving me a way. They're showing me to how to get to succeed. Yeah. I bet she's that's her username on Netflix. Julie two five six eight. So whatever, whatever it, is. it is, I just think that's really funny that that's what she went with. Yeah, it just cracks me up. I think that you make when... a very good point, and I agree with you. By the way, I gotta say, I don't know if sometimes people realize that I'm being like facetious in that clip when I said, "Come on, Jade, no, why do you gotta know. do?" That? They but, know, but come on. I think you're right. I think watching TV, let me tell you this, millionaires don't watch a lot of TV. Multimillionaires, billionaires, they don't watch a lot of TV. Listen. They really don't. We can tell people, I'm going to get into it. Uh -oh. We can tell who oh said boy. what to who. You can tell me what Taylor Swift said to, what's this guy's name? I don't even know the guy's name. Oh, her boyfriend? Yeah, the football Travis player. Travis This is what's wrong with America. All right. Everybody knows her, but we don't know who he is. But I'm saying people My daughter can walks quote, into the living room last night, and she sees the Chiefs are on. True story. She's like, oh, is Taylor there? That's what she said. And I'm just like, go out of the room. Leave the room now. Go to your room. I can't handle it. His name is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Folks can quote exactly what Jay-Z spent on a meal. People can quote. Really? Yes, people know numbers, but they don't know their own numbers. They can tell you exactly what somebody else's plan is and what they're doing with their money and their business, but they don't even know what's going on in the state of their own life. And they're, they're, they would rather spend time gathering information yeah. and gossip about right. celebrities right. than going out and getting your own life together. Like, that's not your life. That's fake. Or we spend time on social media scrolling and looking at other oh people's lives, gosh, comparing please. ourselves to other people's lives. We'll spend more time. Hold on. I'm about to get him, Ken. Oh boy. We'll spend more time looking for the right lighting to take a photo mm. than we'll spend looking for the right side hustle. It's a very good point. You are one hundred percent correct. We're I should have built you a podium. And and then here's the deal: they they then they're griping and they're exhausted and all this rest when you're what you're really exhausted from is the stress. You're exhausted from the, the stress. Debt. Yeah, you can't sleep enough. And you'll rest better when the debt's gone. Yeah, yeah. And but you want to watch your shows. You want to you want. And by the way, it's not just Netflix anymore. What is the deal? There's seventy five platforms that you got to pay for to watch everything. Hulu. Plus, plus, plus. Back in the day, you used to say, I got to watch my stories. Remember that? I like, don't ever remember saying oh, that. Oh, soap operas be like, oh, my stories are on today. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> my I gotta stories? I gotta watch That's my what stories. they call them? Yes. <laughs> I will say this. 
for about a six month period that I regret, James, I did watch Days of Our Lives during post uh, college. Yeah. Oh, Can't I know remember. about that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that. I'm never getting that time back. No, you're not. All right. The good news is we'll be back before you know it. It's a very quick commercial break. Don't move. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins you. We're here for you. 888-825-5225 is the phone number for you to jump in. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Jesse now in Buffalo, New York. Jesse, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm just trying to get some advice on how to navigate um, kind of the disposable income I have at this point. All right. Tell us what you got that's disposable. Well, so I pull in about 3300 a month. That's my take-home. Um, and my current expenses, including the contributions I already have um, to my like retirement accounts, and that's kind of the, the, the core of the question here. Um, so I'm pulling in 3300 I have about 2500 in expenses right now. So I have about 1000 bucks a month that I'm, I'm not really doing much with at the moment. And you have no debt? I have no debt. I'm very lucky that I have no debt. Do you have an emergency fund? I do. I have uh, about $3,000 in a savings account. Okay. And are you investing at all? 401k at work? Any kind of investments? So that's that's really the core of the question. I am pretty uh, focused on investment at this point in my life. So I have a uh, Roth and a traditional IRA through Vanguard, and that has about $30,000 in it currently. I have a 401k through my employer that I just started. So that only has about $600, but I'm contributing $200 a pay period to that. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Y, I, I used to work for the YMCA, which I'm not sure if you're aware, they're a great company to retire with because they yeah. match 12%. Yep. Um, and just for years of doing that, I have about $20,000 sitting there. Great. So how old are you? I'm 32. Okay, you're 32. Um, good. I'm listening to everything I hear. It sounds good. What's your living situation? So I live with my partner. We have a monthly uh, rent of sixteen hundred, and then okay. utilities cap out about I would say two hundred dollars a month. So between the two of us, we're looking at a little under two thousand per month. Okay, and you just split the rent. Everything is just split right down the middle. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Right down the middle. So what the uh, of all the things you said, the thing that sticks out to me most first is the that you only have three thousand saved. Mm-hmm. So the way we would teach is for you to have at least three to six months saved. So okay. that I would beef that up and I'm, I shouldn't have jumped forward, but do you have any other debt? No, no, I'm okay. very lucky. Um, I, my, I was, I got help with my undergrad and then I didn't do grad school until I had the money for it. Okay. Excellent. Um, so no debt. The next step then is to save up what would be akin to three to six months of expenses. And I'm not going to lie. 
the way I just I love when people have six months. So if you can get six months considering mm-hmm. um, you're not technically married and, mm-hmm. you know, so you're treating you're treating your income as a single guy. And so I do mm-hmm. six months of savings uh, since you're the only one who funds your lifestyle. Um, so that would be next. And then I would walk with that extra thousand dollars that you have after you've beefed up your savings. I'd walk down the additional baby steps with you. So uh, if you don't see saving for kids college anywhere in your near future, I'd want to make sure that uh, you're definitely saving 15%. So what percentage are you at at this point? So I'm putting about $500 a month into my Roth and then $200 uh, per pay period. So $400 a month into my, the, uh, the, I have a 401k through equitable. Okay. So is that a part, just to clarify, you still have $800 in additional money surplus, even after doing those two things? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, so what percentage, because only you know your gross pay, I want you mm-hmm. investing 15% of your gross pay every month. Okay. So that's before insurance comes out, that's before taxes. So, you know, look on your pay stub or whatever, or however mm-hmm. you get paid and figure out what 15% is, because that's what I want you doing. And you're mm-hmm. going to mix it across, like what you said, if you've got if you've got a match on your 401k, invest up to that match, and then mm-hmm. go over to your Roth and try to max that out. And if you still have money to go, come back to the 401k and try to max that out. And so for that, you, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, so that, that's really the question I have. So I'm on a bit of a grind and like I'm at an age right now where I've shifted focus to how do I really maximize uh, these retirement contributions? Uh-huh. So I, I work full time. I have like a main job. I'm a school social worker. Okay. But I also have two part time jobs. Okay. Um, and I'm actually going to be getting another job that's going to be seasonal. Okay. Um, so all, all of this to say is like, really, I, there's a lot of my money that I can be, ma- I, can, I maxed out my IRA last, my Roth out last year. Okay. I'm, playing, I'm on track to max it out this year. Um, I don't think I'd be able to max out the equitable just because that's, that's about 23,000 okay. I can put into there and I, okay. I don't think I'd get there. But it, the, the thoughts I'm having right now is I have all these different spots and obviously it's not going to hurt me, but is there something better I could be doing with that money? Because I have so much. I'm what gonna about be a house? I, I stopped working. So that that's a question. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like right now. You know, it's well, just, not I, you don't have to. Feel, but do you feel mm-hmm. like at some point you're going to buy a house? I mean, you're 32. I would assume at yeah. some point you want to buy a home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I would be. I mean, right? You don't have to Ken. know what the price of the house is down the line, but you can start saving. At this point, you're doing a really good job with investing. And if you do what Jade says, in our baby steps, we have what's called three B which is saving for a home. And so mm-hmm. it, right now, at your age, I would start socking away some money for a house down payment in the future. That may be three years from now. I don't know. But. If you think if you mm-hmm. think it's more of a five-year, like a five-year or longer play, I'd probably take whatever money that you think, listen, this might be my down payment or my home money, and I'd just put it in a brokerage account, invest yeah. it in an index fund, and let it sit. As long as you know it's at least a five-year play because we just see that the chances of you having a positive return on your investment is better at the five-year point mm-hmm. than it would be at, say, the two- or three-year mm-hmm. point. And so that's what I would do. I would start focusing okay. on the idea of buying a house with a super high down payment or you know, dream a little and be like, listen, what would it look like if I one day paid cash and bought a, a piece of real estate completely in cash? Because it mm-hmm. seems like you're really in a 
money motivated mode right now. And yeah. I'm not mad at that. Like you're like, I'm willing to do what it takes. And technically the state you're at, you could just continue to pile up investments. Listen, maxing out a 401k, maxing out a Roth IRA, maxing out whatever other uh, situation you said you had there. That's all good. Like all that stuff is mm -hmm. compounding over time. Um, and if that's your goal, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that to Ken's point, real estate is going to sneak around the corner before you know it. And if you've been paying attention to anything going on is it's harder and takes people longer to save up to buy a house than ever before. So mm -hmm. it might behoove you to kind of get that process started. Uh, that way, when you're ready to buy the money's just sitting there and you have your pick of the litter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I've just been so focused on retirement because of the compounding aspect, but then mm -hmm. I'm wondering if, yeah, what are the other things I could be doing with that money that would be beneficial? And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, look, I look at repeat things. Sometimes I wake up and I feel like I'm on track. Sometimes I wake up, I feel like I'm behind. Some days I wake up, I feel like I'm ahead. Listen, it's really hard to. You're not. I mean, let's, behind. let's think about it. Let's, let's do some math. Cause I love bringing up a retirement cal calculator. You said you are, and I'm just on the Ramsey solutions retirement calculator. You said you're 32 years old. Let's pretend yeah. social security starts at 62. So let's just say at 62, you decide that you're going to be done with things and let's pick the 401k since you already have $600 in there. And let's say that each month you're contributing how much to your 401k. 400. Let's say for another $400. All right, let's pretend it's getting a 9% rate of return, even though we could probably do more just in a S&P 500. That's just in that account alone. If you only for the rest of the next 30 years of your life, only put $400 in that account, that account would have $741,000 in it. Just that account. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, you're also maxing out Roth IRAs and you've got these other accounts through your work. So that should give you some hope that yeah. you're going to be just fine yeah. and you've got a long, you know, you got a long path to do a lot of great things here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the, one of the catalysts for, for this change in mindset was uh, setting up the equitable account and seeing my retirement may, retirement uh, year date being 2060 and just being like, well, that's really not that far away. Yeah. And kind of freaked out by that. Listen, a lot happens in 30 years. A lot happens in 30 years. And I like that you're diversified in a lot of different accounts. Like sometimes people think it's just one big nest egg in one account, Ken. And that's not the case. I mean, you've got a lot going on here and you'll soon add real estate to your portfolio too. And we've seen that most millionaires do have a paid for home as well. So adding that to the mix is going to be very, very good for you as well. Yeah. Jesse, you're on a great path. You don't have to freak out. Just continue to be disciplined. Uh, if you haven't found someone to really help guide you, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on SmartVestor Pro. Find some of those folks in your area. Go interview them. See who's the best fit for you. Having someone to guide you uh, and explain it and teach it to you or you understand it, it's going to give you even more confidence. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. 
Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. And uh, this is a show built on basic baby steps that get people out of debt and allow them to live a life that they have dreamed of. And there's no better example of that than when we have our debt-free screens. And as I look across the studio, I see two fabulous people by the names of Joe and Kat. And they're on the debt-free stage. Joe, Kat, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Where are you guys from? We're from uh, Floyd Knobs, Indiana. Okay, good. All right. And you're here to do a debt-free scream, I presume. Right. Fantastic. All right, give us the numbers here. Let's walk through this. How much debt did you pay off and how long? It was 122749 Okay. It took about 60 months. 60 months. And what did that inc- – uh, well, let me first ask you, what was your range of income during that time? Uh, one hundred twenty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, stayed at one twenty-five. That's very good. What do you do for a living? I'm a registered nurse. Okay, great, cool. fantastic. And what was the debt comprised of? The one twenty-two seven forty-nine. Well, it ranged from uh, credit card debt to um, our house payment. Hey, hey there you go. <laughs> Pay for house. Well, no, I take that back. We didn't pay for our house yet. We're still trying to. Oh, pay. oh okay, okay, okay. Okay, working so, through it. So, what was the one twenty two seven forty nine? Some of that's what you've paid in the house, or what? Help me out. Uh, we did pay uh, some of the part of the house off. Okay, that's gotcha. Great. But uh, mainly credit cards, and we had some um, student loan, parent plus student loans for oh, our kids. Gotcha. How much in student loans? Uh, it was probably around fifty thousand. Wow. Parent plus loan. Man, you guys got out of that alive. We there did. Home repairs. Home yeah. repairs. Home repairs. Did. Okay, gotcha. And All a right. couple car loans and cars we had to replace. Okay. Right. As well. well, take us through this journey. Let's start 60 months ago. Okay. What so, caused you guys to get on this journey? Okay, well, we originally had attended the Financial University in 1993. Okay. And probably been in and out of debt about three times. Okay. But we just couldn't seem to stick with the program. Uh-huh. And so that many months ago, we found ourselves paycheck to paycheck. And we called our older son. It's like, can we borrow $100 until we get paid? We just mm. don't have it. And he's like, yeah, but he's like, we need to figure out what's going on with your finances because you all got to get ready to retire. Yeah. And so... Uh, we found out at that time we had given both our uh, sons the Financial Peace University as wedding presents when they got married. Uh-huh. <laughs> but my son David and his wife Amelia actually stuck with the program. They paid off all their uh, student loans for Vanderbilt and wow. uh, Butler, and they don't have any uh, debt at all except their house. That's all they're doing now. And they've like moved up three different houses and just their excitement. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, we even called. My son David, David Ramsey, sometimes there you go. <laughs> because he's just so yeah. excited about is it. Is this the the sharp looking young man yes. you keep looking at here? Yes. Okay. Right. So is this also the same son that you called and asked for a hundred dollars? Yes. So you gifted him Financial Peace University right. back in the day. He did it. He did. It. Y'all didn't do it we yet. Didn't do it. Yeah. We didn't stick to it. We didn't stick wow, to it. I love it. But and you so saw then the fruit. He sent us back to the class. Mm-hmm. So then we did it again. <laughs> And then he just helped us stay with the baby steps. And when you say, like, who's our cheerleaders? There they are. David, way to go. What a good son. son. And so we uh, also had, like, 18 snowballs that we had to work on. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so Amelia knows we like cats, so she made us, like, a cat chart. (laughs) And we'd color in a cat when it was paid off and have a glass of wine. Oh, very good. That is so cute. And then... David would make progress reports for us, and we didn't always do quite as good as he wanted us to do. But 
I think we have found out what our problem was. Uh, this is the nerd, and I'm the free spirit. Uh-huh. But yeah. the discipline and accountability is what we were lacking, mm-hmm. and right. that's what they helped us find. And so now we finally have the real peace, and it's just really awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. think you guys have an incredible family. I, I I think that what I'm hearing is really something special and spectacular mm-hmm. that you uh, would be willing to hear from him because that's yeah. that's the hardest part. We call it powdered butt syndrome. Oh, it's the very the hardest part thing to do is to hear from the person whose butt you powdered oh, when gosh. they were a baby. <laughs> sorry, sorry, David. We're talking about you like you're not here. And right. I just I just love this. I think yeah. it's so great. Yeah, no, it is actually really great. So, okay, so that's how it got started. So your income did not change in this time. So that means you guys just started working with what you had. What did you do to start getting momentum? Well, we did both work extra. Okay. So we did. Okay. I don't know what you had. Yeah, I got a part-time job. Okay. Uh Worked for about five years, I guess. Okay. So you did make additional money beyond the 125. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. All right. So we did. So, okay. Let me clarify something because you said your son came to you and said, hey, you're getting ready to retire. You got to clean this up. So did you retire from your normal jobs and just pick up other work? How did you do it? No, I'm still working. Okay. I plan on to retire finally. Since we're yeah, he was free. saying you need to get ready to retire. Oh, yeah, got, it, to got, retire. got it, got it, got it. Okay, I was we were in such a mess. Yeah. It's like, but Joe has been wanting to retire for the last couple of years, and he's actually going to be able to retire this coming December. All right, yeah. way to go. Um, we've been working with Kevin <laughs> Wells, that's one of the uh, David Ramsey finance. Smart uh-huh. investors? Yep. Smart investors, yes. Okay, good. And uh, David kind of turned us over to him after he took us as far as we could. So now David's got us with the house, plan to pay the house off and being able to do some trips and just enjoy the retirement. So what would you tell people that are listening and watching to you right now, the key to getting out of debt is what was it for you guys? Well, I would say probably, um, gosh, I don't know. What do you think? It's the discipline and being able to actually finally see that it's going to make a difference and not go back. Cause that Mm -hmm. was our problem. We kept going back Mm -hmm. and we just had to, actually use the steps in the program right yes yeah. you know and then we would just get off of them or start one credit card or do yeah. something like mm-hmm. that you know and so we finally don't do that so can i, I that's that's interesting so be, the other times that you tried to do the baby steps you kind of did it your way you went over here instead of going over there right and that caused right. you to go backwards yes. yes but when you finally submitted to listen this is the plan i want to walk the plan the way the right. plan goes like, that's when it well right. and david's like you got to get rid of all the credit cards yeah. i was like no we got to keep one everybody <laughs> I mean, says I, that i was just stumbling all the way and it's like christmas we got to have credit cards vacation yeah. uh-huh. and it's like no 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 so all this time we've not put anything on credit for christmas or vacation right. good job right. saved and did all that so it felt really good Wow. Very good. Yes. Breaking the mold. Breaking you know, the mindset. I, 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 we've already covered this, but it, it bears repeating because you keep repeating it, Kat, oh. that David, your son, just kept riding yeah. this process going, no, yeah. no, right. no, guys, no. Yeah, it's my <laughs> private Dave Ramsey right I'm there. I'm telling yes. it. This yes. is exciting. It's uh, it's also a testament, though, to you guys kind of swallowing your pride and yeah. saying, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna take some encouragement wherever we get yeah. it. And in this case, it's your Definitely. son. They, right. These are the mo- role models That's awesome. for us. So, yeah. so how does it feel? What's the feeling now? The house is, is, is coming up next. You're going to pay that yeah. off? Oh, You're yeah. going to retire? I mean, it's, we just really feel like we can enjoy retirement. Yeah, it's just a peace of mind. And really be nice. able to travel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. peace awesome. of mind. And we mostly wanted to be on here just to say no matter where you are, just start now. 
Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. I didn't want to ask you how old you are, so I'll ask Joe. Oh, oh, Joe, <laughs> we're not going to ask Kat. I'm, I'm a gentleman. Joe, how old oh, are nice. you? I'm uh, 66. So it's not too late. No, it's not. It's not started at 61 if I'm doing yeah. the math right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. Way to go. You guys are awesome. How about that? Yes. Really, so really great. Cool. What a great family. Uh, all right. So I want to call out again, David, the son is over there with his <laughs> lovely family. And uh, so very cool. And his wife and the kiddos watching and cheering. I love that. Let's let's get this ready. Here we go. You guys ready to go, mom and yeah. dad? All right. Here we go. We got Joe and Kat. Uh, and they paid off 122749 in 60 months, making 125 plus 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 here or there and they were hustled let's hear your debt free scream all right three two one we're debt free (laughs) there it is joey kept bringing it i love it uh he was 61 yeah when they started this process and it's It's not too too late they went out and hustled and and uh how about that son I mean, is he not nominated Listen, for Son of the Year? Son of the Year. I don't know who gives out that year. award, but we're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna nominate David. <laughs> uh, he was their own Dave Ramsey, she said. Yes, and, and his it name is, is David. possible, and folks. This is a reminder: it's not too late because these baby steps work. I don't care who you are, or where you're from, or how old you are; they work. Great, great stuff. All right, don't move. More Ramsey Show coming right up. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. And our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 16.9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Our quote today from the fantastic legend Zig Ziglar. Lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24-hour days. Uh, that kind of goes with your rant about Netflix and paying Listen, off debt. I feel like you if and Zig Ziggy said it. <laughs> that's it. You were channeling some Zig. I love it. All right, let's go to Rob, who joins us down in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Rob, how can we help? Hi, thanks for uh, taking my call. Hopefully, uh, you can help me out here. I think I've got a fairly straightforward question. Um, my wife and our our income has increased drastically over the last couple of years. We're finally getting our finances in in order um, that right. we should have been doing a long time ago. But my question is, I've got a car right now, a vehicle that I owe about thirty five thousand on. Uh, it's worth about twenty seven thousand, give or take. And I'm wondering if that's something that I should just work on paying off, or if it's something that I should try to sell and and just get some pay something you know cash and get something that's gonna be workable do you have any other Um, debt uh we've got about six thousand on another vehicle um that will have paid off by april uh in february here we'll have we just have some small miscellaneous debts um a couple thousand dollars that we'll have paid off in february other than that we've got um a house and then about fifty thousand in student loans Oh, 50K in student loans. Okay. Well, you yeah. think, Jade, at first I was like, well, if your income could make could allow you to pay that off. Um, I'm wondering about his income. Down. Yeah, what's your income? Uh, total gross before uh, bonuses, about 240000 Tell yeah. me about the bonuses. Uh, for me, it'll be about 33000 a year. On bonus. top of that, so that's going to take you to roughly two seventy five, roughly? A little yeah, bit roughly, below? Yeah. Listen, wow. uh, for Do you your- like the car? Eh, yeah, but I, I've kind of, <laughs> I, I've kind of grown up a little bit here and realized that it's it's just a car. 
So Well, I like uh, that, Jade, because I'm always for selling the car. I mean, it's up to you. Here's the thing. What I what you don't necessarily have to do, if you liked the car, I'd be like, listen, keep the car. You're, you can yeah. pay it off in two years or right. less. Yeah, exactly. So it's not it's yeah. not changing anything. Or if you're like, I don't like that car, I'm going to take the $10,000 hit. I'm going to put some more cash with it, and I'm going to buy another twenty five or thousand dollar car in cash i'm not mad at that either because your income allows for easily allows for it um your income allows you to be debt free in the course over the course of this next year so there's not none of these things are going to make or break you yeah i figured if i if i got rid of the car saved up for you know twelve fifteen thousand dollar car i could probably do that in five or so months Mm -hmm. if i paid you know if i paid the car off i could probably do that within the next 12 months i also have part of the equation too is uh late summer i've also got a uh, tuition bill of about seventeen thousand for the three kids um that i'll be paying as well so yeah i'm okay. factoring that in okay i think for i think i think all of this stuff is feasible i'm saying 85 95 95 hundred thousand dollars of debt, give or take, because you said you had a couple of other little things lying around. Yeah. I see, yep. I see two hundred seventy thousand dollars of income, and I go to myself, okay, two hundred seventy. Can you live on one seventy, and can you take the <laughs> other hundred and pay off all this debt? And the answer is an overwhelming yes, and that includes the tuition. By the way, I think I say it all the time, and this is not directed uh, specifically at you, Rob, but I, I, I think that when you get into this higher dollar earning it gets tough because people are like, listen, I'm making a good income. I want to be able to live the life and I want to show it. And um, it gets harder to pull back because it's more visible when you pull back. When you sell a $35,000 car and start driving a $12,000 one, people see that. And I don't think that's really a problem for you. I feel like, I feel like you're at a place where you are ready to make those changes. And it sounds like this higher income is relatively new, right? Yeah, last three years or so. But our biggest problem is, is the income went up, all the little miscellaneous spending went up. Yes, and exactly. It, it's just money flowing out the bottom that you don't even realize. Yeah, it's so, just, it gets it can get messy. And before you know it, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, how are we spending? So my prescription yeah. coming from here, more because you know you have to pay off the debt, but really being on a good budget is the prescription here. Because sure. that's where you really see what you're spending. And for anybody listening, not just you, Rob, but... A budget is, it just gives you that custom organization for your money. A budget is not a, a spending restriction plan. That's not what it is. It's just a plan for your money. And so it allows you to see, okay, with an income of 270000 being able to live on 170 is still very nice. Yeah. And Rob, I'm yeah. going to come back to your initial question. And I just think that the fact that you don't like that car that much, you just didn't, I mean, when I asked you the question point blank, you're kind of like, eh. And for that reason, because there's no emotional attachment to it, I, I would sell it and yeah. and it's going to give you momentum. It's going to, I think you're a guy who gets it now. I think you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. I can hear it. And for that reason, I would pay it. I'd, I'd pay the car off, sell it. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'd sell it and you're making enough money to where you can go do what you need to do for the second car or whatever. But that's what I would do if I were you based on how you sound. But there's no wrong sure. decision whether you want to pay it off or sell it. Put it in the baby steps if you're going to pay it off, if you change your mind after this yeah. call. But but the way you sound, yeah, I'd probably get rid of it, and it would be like a way to go, ah, I got that mistake out of my life That's is right. the way I would look at that based on how you sound. But I'm curious, is that where you are, or am I projecting on you? 
No, no, it, that's that's correct. It was it was one of those stupid purchases that that I shouldn't have done. Then I'd know, get rid of it. I, I tell you what, you know, first of all, I I've made plenty it's of mistakes, him. but I get I, I like getting rid of my mistakes and yeah. trying to remove them from my mind as much as possible. Yeah, that that car is haunting him. Yeah. So you're right. I think <laughs> it's like a ghost. I mean, he's got enough money and he's going to yeah. knock this out either way. Which let's talk about that right quick. Well, okay, you have a house, you have a car, you're upside down on it, yeah. right? He owes thirty five. It's worth twenty seven. Yeah. Some people face that and they're like, hey, I don't know if I can get out of this car. Walk through what we tell people to all do right. there because we didn't cover that. I'd like you to do that. So ideally if you have some money saved you can cover the difference between an upside down situation meaning in this case he's about uh he's about seven thousand dollars eight thousand dollars upside down if he's got that in in savings then when he goes to sell the car he can put the eight thousand with it it's a clean deal but now you're carless Mm -hmm. so you've got to make sure you've got some money for the next car two thousand three thousand five thousand dollars cash whatever you can muster up now sometimes you may have hear you may hear us say listen if you don't have that cash to meet the difference mm-hmm. in between what it's worth and what you owe on it go down to a credit union go go get you a loan because that's the only time we would say to take out any form of of debt because you're still lowering yep. your main amount if he let's say he didn't have any cash if he went to the credit union heck if he even found a credit card that would give him that eight thousand dollars he's still taking away the twenty seven twenty seven thousand dollars of debt and now he only has eight right so we're doing math here we're still going lower he now owes eight thousand not thirty five thousand and we put so that eight thousand in the debt snowball so that's now right. what was 27 is eight and then you mm-hmm. continue to work baby step two mm-hmm. and now the math that we did there beforehand i told him i said if you can't pay this car off in the next two years yeah that's kind of a rule of thumb that's if good. you can't pay it off or if it's just grossly way more than what your income is like we say the rule of thumb is about 50 percent. you don't want your vehicles to be any more than 50 percent of what you earn in a year as a household in his case that wasn't the issue he made two hundred forty thousand dollars. but if you're sitting in a situation your take-home pay is seventy thousand dollars and you have a car that's 30 and your wife has a car that's 35 y'all are tripping and tripping hard both of y'all need to sell those vehicles so that's kind of how we do it um Am I leaving anything out? So if you're selling it private sale, you're going to get the best value for that. If you're upside down, you put the car on the market, you you write a bill of sale for it, you get your money from the the credit union put it with the money from the sale you're good and now you're able to send get get the title and then you're able to send that title to the person who sold the car yeah and again we prefer your your local credit union to get a better rate on that eight percent uh yeah you want a good rate on the eight percent but at the end of the day i just want you quick i get it you don't but my you said credit card and that could be listen really high percentage it could but to go from to go from I get owing it. You're still walking eight, away. I get you're it. still walking away. But our preference is the other and, and, and for obvious reasons. That's there. right. But that's a great explanation for how you mm-hmm. get out of an upside down car. Thank you, Jay. That's really helpful. You're hey, welcome. great hour. Thanks to James Childs and the crew for keeping us on the air. Thank you, America. This is the Ramsey Show.